the most important things I could ever teach you, to be honest with you. And so um, this came when I, was, when I was thinking about, you know, the limitlessness of God, which really means that there's limitlessness with us because we're joint heirs and, and we're, we have union with him, we're one with him. But I think, uh, you know, we've, we've looked at ourselves when we were talking about Timothy, where it says, have, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, meaning you don't have to fear God, because most religions, even most Christians, fear God, because they, they misunderstand it when they, they read the Old Covenant, and it says, hey, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and it really is awe, awestruckness. Like David said, who is man that you would include me in everything, and you would create me this way? So the fear of the Lord is not you have to be fearful of him at all. He's perfect love. He keeps no record of wrong. So he's never kept record of one thing you've ever done. Now, we did. We came up with the law and different things, and we thought he had to have sacrifice. But if you read it clearly, he says, I hated sacrifice. That was man's idea. I came to let you sacrifice me and show you perfect love. So anyway, um, but uh, when he says, I I didn't give you a spirit of fear where you have to fear me. I gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And that sound mind, like we were talking about, if you go look it up, it literally means it's healed or sozoed, saved salvation, sozo, soteria is we thought it was going to heaven sometime. It's not that. It's soteria means I've healed your, your heart and mind so you only believe what's true about you. You don't have to tolerate inferior thoughts. Does that make sense to you guys? So if, if a loving husband would not treat his wife, uh, would a loving husband give his, give his wife uh, a disease? Never. So that means God's not doing it. So where's the issue? The issue is typically in our hearts and our minds, right? Where we have the wrong inferior thoughts about who we are and and who God is. So, because I didn't give you a spirit of fear, I came to show you I, I love you perfectly. And uh, I've given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And, and I don't want you to get this weird power, you know, that's kind of how we grew up in the word of faith and courage. I've got power. I'm like, you got nothing, man. You're scared to death. It's uh, they're acting like it, but then when you really get around them, like, there's no peace and joy there. That, you know, the kingdom of God is, is spiritual, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit realm. In the, in the spirit is literally what it says. So, but he goes, I gave you the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So even death, he goes, I've given you the, and the second gen, the first definition of spirit is breath, where he just breathed, and it's, it's the same. And the old covenant, he breathed on dust or dirt or the smallest particles is what it says, and what happened? We animated. And then the, the new covenant, at, the, at Pentecost, he breathed again on us, and what happened? Yeah, the Holy Spirit. We, so we were always included, but he gave us a revelation that we're one with him, we're sons, we're sons. He goes, I've given you a spirit that we can say, Daddy, Abba, Father, is what it says. And if you go look in John 10, um, this is why, we, if you don't understand the Jewishnessness, where they said, uh, Jesus says, hey, listen, um, you want to kill me for all these good works. I'm healing people. I'm doing this. I'm providing people. And uh, uh, for which good work you want to kill me? And the, the Hebrews and the Sadducees and the Pharisees said, we're not killing you for good works. We're killing you because you say you're a son. Because if you were in Jewish culture, if you were a son, that meant you had everything the father had. And so they had this idea that God's over on this mountain somewhere that needs to be appeased. He's so holy, we can't touch it. And then Jesus comes, he goes, no, that's my dad. And they're like, blasphemy. And then Jesus turns around and he goes, well, your own book, he quotes Psalm 82. He says, well, your own book says ye are God's Elohim's. I'm only saying you're the son. Why do you want to kill me? So he's critic. He's going, your own Bible says that not only you're a son, you're one with me. You're Elohim's. You're created in my image. And then before he goes, when he's sharing his disciples, he goes, I tell you the truth. I'm not going to send you away comfortless. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. 
And in that day, you're going to know that I'm in you, you're in me, and you're a son. You're one with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm trying to get you to, to see, that we're, we're not worthless. That's number one. We're perfectly loved. We're valuable. But we also, um, we're not helpless and hopeless, etc. He's given us a comforter. He's given us a helper that uh, he goes, I won't leave you. I'll, I'll give you something even better, and greater works will you do. So I'm just trying to awaken the... Um, Awaken the supernatural part of us in not a weird way where we don't have to fall down. If you want to fall down, that's fine. Um, whether I fall down or don't fall down, I'm still one with the Father. Does that make sense? So the, the charismatic part doesn't, it really comes, and hopefully I'll start showing you this in these next couple services, that it is really cool once you start understanding it, that you have power, you have love, and a sound mind. Amen? So, and this is just, let's go to this first slide. So I want to show, this is kind of cool. I'm going to start introducing this something weird. Um, but I love it because I love the types and shadows and, and the barber and I were talking about this today. So um, what is this a picture of? Ark of the Covenant. Who's carrying it? The priests. Where are the priests? If you read it, when it talks about where, how the ark has to be done and how the arks have to be carried, it says the ark will be carried on the shoulders of the priests. And Jesus, the scripture says, I've made you a kingdom of kings and priests. Okay, this, this, this will get good. So Paul in the New Covenant says, what? Don't you know? Don't you know that you are the temple? So who's the temple? We are, right? And then he says, I will meet with you between the cherubim, right? That's where you're going to meet with me. Okay, so we're the temple. So what did the temple include? It included the outer court, right? It included the holy place and include the holiest of holies where the Ark of the Covenant is supported on the shoulders of the priests and it meets between the cherubim. Now, if we are the temple, what do our shoulders support? If you look at the brain, the brain has two halves and it's called what? The Sarah Cerebrum. Cerebrum. There are two halves that cover. And if you go look at what Cerebrum means, it literally means covering. He goes, you're the temple, guys. And it's the ark, the holiest of holies, the place I'm going to meet with you is carried on the shoulders of you. It's called you. Your brain has two halves, just like the two cherubim, it's called cerebrum, the covering. Amen? And if you go look in the middle of the brain, there's a little thing called the, in the holiest of holies, the, the, the most secret place, there's a little gland called the pineal gland. And if you, well, well, you don't have to understand all this. Just know that you're the temple. And he, he meets with you in the spiritual part of you. He meets with you in, the, the, in your mind and your heart, which we would call your spirit part. The, the part that your brain and your mind are not the same. You guys know that? Your mind is spiritual, we can't touch it. Your spirit is spiritual, we can't touch it. But ye are the temple. And if you go look at it, it's really interesting, is the pineal gland, if you go look, it has another name for it. It's called Epiphanus. What does that sound like? Epiphany. Epiphanus Cerebri. And it's really fascinating. If you go look in Genesis, when Jacob wrestled with the angel, which was really God, he says, I saw God face to face. He had a revelation, he had an epiphany. And I called that place 
Peniel. It's really cool. You are the temple. He's going to meet with you in the holiest of holies. In your hearts and your minds is what he said. The kingdom of God is within. Didn't he say that? It's not external. It's within. And when you get revelation, when you get light, what do we call that? Epiphany. And if you go study what the pineal gland does, it literally shoots, literally it shoots bursts of light and it touches every cell in the body. It's really cool. So why am I showing you all this? Because is the most important thing we could teach you is, is what, uh, um, what Paul and everybody says. He goes, hey, the, the fivefold ministry, the ministry is to raise you to the full stature of who you are, to really get you to see you're not lacking anything. It says you're complete in Christ, nothing lacking. Every promise is yes and amen in Christ. So we are in Christ. We're one with him, are we not? We're the temple. So where do we meet with him? In our hearts and our minds. And that's where he's going to meet with you. I'm going to give you light. I'm going to give you revelation. So our job is to really show you who you are and try to give you revelation of who you really are. But I think more importantly is to teach you that you can do it yourself, that you have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So you guys with me? We'll talk about this more. Anybody? Is that cool? Is am I the only one that thinks that's cool? I think it's really cool. Is, uh, uh, you want another one? You like this stuff? I do too. I geek out on it. So if you don't like it, just ignore me and go look, watch your game. Um, my, all my teams lost it anyway, so I'm all irritated. Uh, he didn't meet with me yet today. Um, no, I'm just joking. I'm not weird like that. But uh, uh, I don't want to run people off the road if my teams lose, like some of you Bronco fans. Is, uh, you're just crazy. So anyway, um, you know, the woman, the, woman, uh, the woman bogged down with the issue of blood for 18 years, right? Any, any uh, six is always man, earthly, right? So 18, any, any uh, uh, multiple of six, six plus six plus six, everybody's worried about that. The woman bowed down with the issue of blood, was bound down for 18 years is what it said. So six plus six plus six, because she, was, she, she, she thought she was just man. She thought she was trying to be pleasing to God by her own works, etc. And what did she say? She said, if I just touch the hem, I'll be healed, right? Now, here's what's really cool, is, is if you go look, the Ark of the Covenant is really up here. It's carried on our shoulders, right? It's the secret, the secret space in the middle of the, the cerebrum, the middle of the cherubim. But there's another part of the brain called the hippocampus, and uh, I had enough pre-med to make me very dangerous, but I looked this stuff up again today. So um, the hippocampus literally means hem. And it has to do with memory. So when her memory was healed, when she realized who she was from the beginning, that she was a child of God, she was healed. She's not earthly and manly. It's cool. All of the types and shadows in scripture point to the same thing. If we can heal your hearts and mind, guys, you're unstoppable in every area of your life. You can live in joy, you can live... In, in, he came to give us life and life abundantly. There's nothing else that, that, and he goes, but how you're going to experience it is the kingdom is within. The kingdom's in your heart and your mind, the part, that's where I'm going to meet with you. So when you get revelation of who you are, and I'll show you how to have it, is uh, now you have life. So fair enough? Because I want you to have life. So let's go to this, this uh, next slide. So um, this from the Passion Translation, like I showed you last week, Luke 1, 37, 1, Luke 1 verse 37. I don't think most of us ever really take this seriously, but it says, no promise from God is empty of power. No promise of God is empty of power. Does that make sense? 
And then Jesus does all the parables and he says, hey, all of nature speaks of me and how my kingdom works, etc." And he says, listen, the, the parable of the sower, we might talk about this next week a little bit with the, the brain and everything else, but the parable of the sower is this. He says, um, the sower goes out to sow the word, right? And some falls on stony ground, rocky ground, etc., and doesn't return much. But some fall on good ground and it returns 30, 60, 100 fold. And then the disciples go, what, what's that all about? And Jesus' response was, what? If you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any of them. So it's probably good that we understand that parable, isn't it? And then he explains it to them. And so people go, what's the parable mean? He tells us. So he says, if you understand that parable, you'll understand all of them. Got it? So you want to hear the parable? He says this. He says, the message of God, the, the word, etc. faith comes through what? Hearing and hearing is what it says. Faith comes through hearing and hearing. Faith comes through hearing and hearing. Faith comes through hearing and hearing. And so it says, and then he goes, your heart is the soil, right? So the seed, the, the message, whatever we hear, whatever we put in here, when it reaches our heart, it's not the seed always has enough power in it to produce after its kind, does it not? It always does. So it's not the issue of the seed. So if things aren't working in your life, it's not the issue of the seed. It's the issue of what? Soil, which is our heart. So what do we need to do? We need to break, get you to, to understand the good news because the, the hard heart was the old covenant. I think I have to, uh, the stony heart, the hard heart, the stones were rolled away, guys, and you go into the most holy of holies. You can meet with God all the time. Amen? You don't have to, it's not, it's not hard. It's not trying to follow laws like the old covenant says. The stones are gone. So the stony heart was, I think I have to be, be a good little boy and girl. Then God will bless me. And even what you have will be stolen from you then if you believe that is what it says in Scripture. Because you'll allow it to happen. Does that make sense? If you don't know what you have, it's easy for somebody to steal it from you, is it not? And he, that's all in that parable. But he says, but you know what? If you keep planting good things in your heart, you will reap a harvest 30, 60, 100 fold. Because there's enough, met, there's enough power in the seed or your thought, whatever's there, it'll produce after its kind. So if we're not getting good results, what do we need to change? Our heart and what we're putting in there. Does that make sense? Because if I plant a, a seed of a weed, what's going to come up? Or, yeah, a seed of a weed. Weeds, right? And um, he goes, nature, uh, I, I grew up farm kid. Anybody else grew up farm kid? Yeah, if you, if you just leave your field for a couple years, what comes up? Weeds. Weeds like crazy, right? How come the good stuff doesn't come up? I don't know. This is how God designed it. And he goes, all nature speaks of me. So I don't know why. He's just saying, if you understand that, you got to cultivate it, right? you got to keep watering it, planting it, etc. But I promise you that there's enough power. There's no promise of God that's empty of power. So how many promises of God are yes and amen? All of them. So we can take anything good, and if we plant it in our heart consistently, what are we going to experience? Exactly that. Amen? So I'm trying to get you to, I'll try to go through scripture, etc. So anyway, all the promises of God are yes and amen, yet most Christians are frustrated by prayer life and results, because I, I think we'll talk about prayer a little bit more too, because most, I think prayer, most people in prayer do it completely wrong, because that's how they've been taught. It's not your fault. You've just been taught wrong. You've been taught to go hide in a closet somewhere, and uh, um, in, just bizarre, and I think most of it's begging, 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 but your, your, your heart's far from him is what it says, is everything happens in the heart. So anyway, um, they focused on religious activities, not the supernatural spiritual makeup. So the, really, the, the answer is this. Whatever you consistently plant in your heart is exactly what you're going to experience. 
So if we're not getting the results we want, I'm me included in the areas, right? What do I need to do? Change the, my heart and change what I'm planting in there. Follow me? Because if I just let it go, it's going to be weeds, and I'm not going to really enjoy the harvest. Follow me? So anyway, that's just the parable, how it works. So, and the religious things, what I'm saying is the blessings of God, uh, I've seen a lot of people, and if this is you, I'm not saying this about you, because here's what happened. When Barbara and I really do what, what I'm going to share with you tonight, man, our life just clicks, things work, etc. And then when we quote unquote got saved, it got worse. Because I started to listen to all the smart religious guys. And the religious guys are, are just going, hey, if you want to be blessed, and we're like, we're, we're being blessed. No, no, no. The only way you get blessed is you got to start doing these things. So guess what? Our hearts started to get stony again because we thought we had to follow commands to be blessed. Does that make sense? But when we were just like, God loves me, and whatever I... And parents, you do this all the time. You try to tell your kids this. Whatever you set your mind to, what can happen? You can do. Amen? Then all of a sudden, Christianity goes, no, that can't be. Like, no, that's where he meets with us. He meets with us there, in the, between the cherubim, between the cerebrum, in the holiest of holies, in the pineal. That's where you get epiphanies and light and revelation, and, and then this light to the whole body is what it says. Okay? You guys with me so far? All right, so people, this is really what I've come down to, which is really want to... Uh, the best thing I can do for you is not teach you religious nonsense. How many of you guys would like to have a little heaven on earth here yeah. while we're here? And so I, I find that, that people really, it boils down to three things, in my opinion, what they want. Most of you guys, you're not looking to be millionaires, billionaires, but most of you would love to just be nice to not have financial concerns, wouldn't it? Is that fair? You just want to live life with no financial concern. Well, we'll help you do that, Okay. They also want to free, be free from dis-ease. Ease, when we're easy, we're resting, we don't have dis-ease. Does that make sense? But when, we, when we're not restful, etc., and it's usually because wrong teaching that you've believed, really, when you're a kid, typically, you've believed wrong things about you and about things about God. That's why the woman, hey, you're not just earthly, you're not just bowed down by 18 years. I said, as soon as you touch the hem, as soon as I change your memory of who you are, your body will be healed. Is that cool? I think it's cool. So uh, anyway... Uh, so they want to be free from disease, sickness. They don't have to worry about all that stuff. And they want to be, be valuable. They want to be loved in a family um, with no guilt and shame. So that's what I'm going to spend my time with you guys on. Is a, we'll, we'll, we'll share you know, cool things about Scripture, etc. But here's what's fascinating is if... Uh, have you ever seen people that never read their Bible, they never pray, they never... And just their life works? It was Barb and I until we got saved. And then we went and did the religious thing. We're like, stop that. We're not doing that anymore. We're going back to what we used to do because it was really good. And so now, but I can just show you, it's all scriptural. It's really fascinating to me. So if we can change what's in your heart, we can help anything. You can live with no financial worries. You can, you can be free from disease and sickness. And you can um, know that you're perfectly loved and, and valuable with no guilt or shame. Does that help you guys? Because that's life and that's life more abundantly so. If we heal our hearts and minds, honestly, if you start planting good things in there, everything else in your life explodes. So um, I'm going to do something that's, that's a little scary uh, because we were at our house and house fellowship and, and the topic came up that I'm doing um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill with, with my kids and, and a bunch of business people. And the church gets all freaked out about it. Not you guys, hopefully. But, and I was like, and then a lot of you guys were going, can we participate? We want to do that. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, just usually church, you know, we're supposed to talk about religious stuff. And uh, 
So let's go to this next slide. Is uh, so this is what I'm going to do because <laughs> I was doing it with my kids, and um, but it's real, guys. I'm telling you, is uh, if you go look at it. So online, you can go to Zoom.us. It's a, just an online webinar, and it's the meeting ID is three three zero seven one seven five one three two. So if you're local, because a lot of people wanted to come local. In fact, uh, Dave Robbins said he's bringing his bottle of Chianti. So. Uh, <laughs> Bring a bottle of wine, etc. We won't eat at these things, guys. Not like the house fellowship, just because we want to. We'll be there forever, otherwise. But uh, if you want to go through that, I, here's what I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. When Barb and I did what they're teaching in there, business just flourished. So if you want, if you want, to, uh, and we'll we'll kind of show you some simple things. But people go, how did how did your how did your business work, etc. Here's how it worked, guys. Is we met with them here, laying in bed. I used to tell people because is uh, we would. How we did it was Ephesians three nineteen and 20, is we were just planting the word or really in us, our heart's the soil, right? And if you plant good things in your soil, guess what happens? It's going to return 36 to 100 fold. He also says, and here's how the parable works. When a farmer plants that seed, he doesn't know how. And that's Jesus says, he goes, you, you plant that seed and you know it's going to work for you no matter what. Ye know not how. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn. Man, you got to harvest. All I did was plant the seed and it harvested. How many of you guys want life like that? That's what we want. And he's trying to show you, I've given you that ability. That's why I've given you a power of spirit, a spirit of, of, of power, love, and a sound mind. And all the parables, I'm talking about you. You're the temple. I'm going to meet with you. And I've shown you how to be like me. How many of you guys want to be like him? Yes, if we're full in union and one in the family, if we're a son, we want to be like him. So anyway... Don't yell at me if, this, if you don't want any of this, but I, hey, let's just be honest. I think people, finances, et cetera, it's a very serious thing with people, and I would just love you to, to enjoy it. So if you want to participate, I'm going to do it, but if you don't, ignore it, right? So you guys familiar with the Think and Grow Rich? It is awesome, guys. I'm telling you. It, Dale Carnegie had, uh, or Andrew Carnegie, I'm sorry. Andrew Carnegie was the richest man in the world at the time, right? Uh, and here's what he did. He commissioned Napoleon Hill, and he said, listen, I'm going to give you the secrets. I'm an uneducated Scotsman, yet I've done all these things. He goes, if you'll write this book to teach humanity. He was trying to show humanity a better way to live and a better economic system, which was his whole goal. He goes, I don't want people to struggle financially. And uh, unions were really starting to come on. I'm not getting political here, but I'll just tell you the background. And he said how he worked, guys, is when people worked for him, he would say this. He would go, Justin... You can determine whatever salary you want. You pick your salary. Then all you have to do is once a year, show me that you were worth it. How many of you like your boss to do that? That would be a good deal, wasn't it? And he was like, it's such a tragedy what he was seeing at the time. He was going, it's such a tragedy that unions are popping up and men, sons of God, you guys, are giving the ability to go make money into the hands of somebody negotiating what they're worth. So he was going, it's, limit, it's limitless whatever you want to be worth. How many guys would want to be limitless in whatever you're worth? You are, guys. That's what's so cool. And so when Barbara and I would do that, we would lay in bed and go, you know what, Lord? We, would, you, you know, we know that you love us beyond what we can think from the east, the west. How does it say? The, the length, breadth, depth, the width. If you know how much I love you, I will do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you think. Where is he going to meet with you? Between the cherubim, right? Or ask is ahitio. Literally, it means require. And here's what's interesting, guys, is when you think about the right things long enough and it gets into your heart, the soil, 
It, it literally, because I've seen the word of faith try to do this, and they go, I demand it of Jesus. I'm like, no, it's, that's not the relationship. If I, if I demand things from my wife, how we think it, is that going to work well for me? No, no it's not. I'm like, sweetie, I demand you to be this way. I'm calling you, Michael. Can I sleep on your couch? <laughs> right? It's just, come on, that's not intimacy. That's not perfect love. What it means is when, you, when it becomes into your heart, it will produce. It's like you, the faith is effortless. You'll, be, you'll have so much faith there. You'll live out of inspiration. You'll live in spirit is what it means. And when it says whatever you think or require, as soon as it becomes a requirement, it's just effortless. You go, no, this is me, and this is how it's going to be. And when you get that, guys, I'm telling you, it happens. We don't know how. 30, first, the, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn, but you will reap a harvest, whatever you put in there. The challenge is good or bad. So that's why Apostle Paul and Jesus, everybody goes, hey, guard this thing with everything you got, because I'm telling you, your heart or the real part of you, what you allow to go through here, where I meet with you, gets planted in the heart, and then it produces. It's not your heart, heart, boom, boom, boom. It's, we, we're, it's the center part of us, etc. It's really where he meets with us in the spirit realm between the cherubim. Does that make sense? But here's what's cool. Whatever you plant there, you will receive. Whatever you plant there, you will receive. So if you want anything to change in your life, just plant the good stings. Plant what you desire. Does that help you? And it'll produce. We don't know how. We don't know how. That's the supernatural God part of us. So anyway, if you want to be a part of that, I, I didn't finish that, but here's what, here's what happened. So he, Andrew Carnegie set up interviews with Henry Ford, with Edison, with uh, um, uh, Wilson, President Wilson, President Taft, um, King Gillette, who was Gillette Razors, etc., even today. So he took 500 of the world's most powerful people at the time, Gandhi even. It's really fascinating. So, and every one of them says, this is exactly what we did. So that might be a good thing for us to learn, if you desire to. So I'm going to do that if you want to come in person. Um, otherwise, all you guys around the country, etc., Tuesday night, 6.30 Mountain, 8.30 Eastern, go to that zoom.us. We'll go through it, okay? Wouldn't that be cool? All right, let's go. Let's keep going. All right, so Mark 9, 23. If thou can't believe, or, or uh, believe is that pistis thing. If, if thou can't believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Didn't we just read that in Luke 1, 37 too? There's, limit, there's no seed, there's no word of God that was without power. Every promise has power in it. Every seed has the produce in it. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Matthew 9, 29. According to your faith, be it unto you. Right? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So all we need to do is change our input consistently, and faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is our, how we're designed, guys. We're the most powerful thing the world's ever seen because we're one with Jesus. So don't think you're just earthly. There's a supernatural part of you that you can change any area of your life, and you can do it rapidly. Isn't that exciting? To me, it is. So anyway, all, and this, this is just Napoleon Hill quoting out here. It's pretty interesting. All down the ages, the religionists have admonished struggling humanity to have faith. How many of you have been there? Just have faith. And we're like, I don't know how. Anybody been there? I was taught all the religious activities. I'm going, I don't know how. So they would say things like this. Just read your Bible more. Well, it's irritating me. One, I don't understand it, and I feel bad. I feel worse after I read it. If you read it through a lens where you don't read it as Jesus Christ is the true word, it's just going to be a mess for most of you guys right? Get into the word more. Pray more. Do, well, I, I, I agree with praying more how I'm going to teach it, but not just religious activities where you're saying a bunch of words. Jesus even admonished them. He's like, listen, it doesn't work just by you saying a bunch of words. Um, 
that's not how it works. I'll teach you how it works, is what he says, okay? So uh, they've, they've struggled, they told struggling humanity to have faith in this, that, the other dogma or creed, but they have failed to tell people how to have faith. I'm gonna teach, I've really already told you how, but we'll go through scripture. They have not stated that faith is a state of mind. Where am I gonna meet with you? Between the cherubim. And you're gonna have an epiphany that this is real, that you're one with me, that you're a co-creator with me. So they have not stated that faith is a state of mind. They've been that it may be induced by self-suggestion. So what do you think self-suggestion is? It's your self-talk. It's you. It's what you say over and over and over to yourself. What's another religious word for that out of Scripture? Meditate. Right? You all, and you've all heard me say this a bunch of times, we are all great meditators because if we're anxious or worried, we know how to meditate. Because all we did is we, we, over and over and over, we hagard is what it says. It literally, it's like to, to roll it over and over and over like a cow chews his cud. And most of us do it the wrong way. We go, if this happens, then this happens. Oh, my God. And has it happened yet? No, nothing's happened yet, right? So you can do it the other way because people go, how do you do it? You use our imagination and creativity to think on what you want, not what you don't want. And you meditate on how, what you want over and over and over and over it drops into the heart, and will you produce a harvest, whatever you meditate on? Yes. It's really exciting once you get it. So that's how you have it. It's a well-known fact that one, that, that one comes finally to believe what, whatever one repeats to oneself, whether the statement be true or false. You're gonna, your heart is going to believe. You're going to be influenced by whatever you consistently meditate on, which means think on the same thing over and over and over. It'll either produce life or it'll produce anxious, weariness, anger, think. So don't be upset if you've got anger, strife, all these things. That's just a signal to go, I'm doing this wrong. I'm, I'm actually a really good meditator. I'm good at this because I'm creating this. But I just have to flip it. I just have to do the opposite, and then I'll start to experience that. Isn't that good? I haven't left you comfortless. I've given you the ability to do it is what he's trying to say. Cool? All right, let's go. So that's what's in here. All right, let's go to this next slide. And this will just, Philippians 4. Um, be anxious for how many things? Really is what he's saying is, be careful. Whatever you plant there, because you're, you're supernatural, you create with me, just don't take worrisome thought is what anxious is. Now, we're all guilty, so I'm not doing that. But here's what he's telling us. He's instructing us right here. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving. So by prayer, prayer, what we've talked about, prayer is not begging God for something to happen. Please, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord. That is an anxious thought. Isn't it? Lord, if you loved me, you would do this. That is an anxious thought. Because I wouldn't pray. I, that's manipulation if I go, sweetie, if you loved me, you would do this. We, how many, I've actually done that before. But <laughs> Has anybody else done that? <laughs> it was wrong, but I've, just, I've done it before. I haven't done it in a long time, though. Right? We probably tried to manipulate each other 20 years ago. If you loved me, you would do this. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's... Think on these things. So, but what he's saying, prayer, literally, if you look at the, how the early church taught prayer, they taught it as meditation being surrounded by the answers if it's already done. That's prayer with thanksgiving. So what that would mean is whatever, whatever the opposite of what you're worrying about, that's probably the best way, is you use your creativity, use your imagination to think on what exactly how you want the situation to be. Thank you, Lord for making that happen in my life, as if it's already happened. That's prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Does that seem simple? So whatever you're desiring, hey, thank you, Lord. 
I don't have to worry about things. I can cast my cares to you. And you, you use, you use <coughs> excuse me, the creative part of you to see life how you want it to be. Thank you, Father, that this is true about my life. Because it says you're complete in Christ, lacking nothing, right? As if it's already been done, because he sits outside of time. So, hey, don't, be, don't take worrisome thought for anything, but in everything, think as if it's already done. Be surrounded by the answer with thanksgiving. Let your, let your request be known to God. And the shalom of God, the peace of God, that word peace means oneness with him. So and Jesus even said, I've given you my peace. Everything that, everything that shalom, his irene is what it says in the Greek, but to a Jew, if you said, how's it going? My business is great, but my, my, my health is struggling. Or you could do the opposite. Um, man, I'm healthy as an ox, but I don't have two nickels to rub together. That is not shalom to them. Shalom's like, what? No, because the Jews actually believe that the religious Jews look like Christians. The non-religious Jews that just believe God loves me and he's going to bless me because I'm Jewish, what does their life look like? It looks good. It's really fascinating. But as soon as they get into religious works, they look like you and I. We're going to change that in the church, amen? Because the real Jew is what it says. Paul says this, the real Jew is one who's inwardly Jewish and his heart is circumcised. That means you're the son of God. Cool, huh? So, all right, so the shalom of God, meaning that everything God has, I have, and, I, and so there's, he's unlimited, so I'm unlimited. So whatever I plant in there, I'm going to get a harvest of. That peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard what? Your hearts and minds. That's where he's going to meet with you. You are the temple. You're the, you're the holy place. Emmanuel, God with you. And that's when Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, you're going to realize, I'm in you, and you're in me, and we're one, and I meet with you whenever you want, 24 or 7 if you want, Right? So then I just wrote, it says meditate on these things. That's actually what my Bible says. So it says don't have to any worrisome thought for anything. And then he goes through that, right? But pray, meaning that use your mind and creativity to see your answer how you want it to be as if it's already done. Thank you, Father, that you've already made it this way. Got it? Then it says meditate on these things. Meditate means where you're going to meet with him in, right there. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue or if there's anything praiseworthy, roll those over in your mind over and over and over and over. Why? Because that's what you're planting in your heart and that's the, that's the harvest you get. He's made it simple. You don't have to understand how it works. Here's what's interesting. What Napoleon Hill, they call it auto-suggestion with infinite intelligence. They were all, he's a Christian. Andrew Carnegie was a Christian. Don't freak out. It's time for the church to actually get the same results. Amen? We're like, oh, no, that's like, no, this is, this is, how, this, this is how it works. <laughs> Unfortunately, they, they understand it more. We get all religious on us, so that's the stony heart. It's like we think we have to behave and do all these things. Uh, listen, if you know you're perfectly loved by him, he never keeps any record of wrong, and he's given you unlimited resources to have life and life more abundantly. You just need to do how he shares us to do it. And they just do a better job than the church, unfortunately. So that's why I'm going through some of these books with people that desire to. So meditate on those things. These things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, do. I'm sure Paul said, hey, I did these things. Remember, do these things. What he just said, right? Because then what? The wholeness of God, you're going to experience it instead of anxious thoughts and all these worries, etc. And you're going to live life. So if, if it's not where you want, if your business isn't what you want, relationships aren't what you want, um, 
I don't, any negative thing, guys, are we supposed to worry about that over and over and over? No, what are we supposed to do? The exact opposite, meditate on. So if, there's, if I'm struggling in a relationship and I want my relationship to change, what, how should I do this? Think about how I want my relationship to be and roll it over and over and over in my mind. And then you'll receive it. Amen? I'm telling you. So, uh, just for a week, just try this. You're going to fail utterly. It's okay. Because I, I still fail utterly. Like I told you, I think a while back when I said, when we were really getting fired up about all this stuff, we're like, you know what? Yeah, we're only going to think on these things. And we took a yellow sticky. And every time we think of something bad, we're going to put a mark. And like after about two minutes, I had 12 marks or something. I'm like, stupid <laughs> mark thing. Who thought of that? Oh, I did. So... <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? When you do it over and over and over, you start to get different results and it becomes the real you after a while. And it becomes effortless and inspired and you start to experience life like never before. Even when things go bad, you go, oh, you know what? If, something, if we lost anything, what are we supposed to meditate on? Restoration. Because he's the restorer. He's the Sabbath. He's, the, he's, he's everything. He's the Jubilee. Which means we have everything right now. You're complete in Christ, nothing lacking. So all the biblical stories are about, really about who you are and who you are in your relationship with Jesus. So anyway, let's, let's finish with this. Are you guys getting this? The real you, the part that makes all the difference is your heart and mind. So what you plant in there is what you're going to experience. That is awesome once you get it. And it's fun to have childlike faith because we were doing this with our kids. And, and uh, uh, I don't know if Bear's in here or not. He's usually out there screwing around. Um, which is okay. He, oh, is he teaching tonight? Oh, okay. Sorry, Bear. So, uh, <laughs> but it's fun to me because I was like, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. And see, kids get this thing. So we were like, um, hey, this is Think and Grow Rich. This is just one part of it, right? How to not worry about finances. But the same principles work in every part of your life. So think. Hey, think on these things. Isn't that what he's saying? I'm going to meet with you in your mind between the cherubim because what you plant in your mind goes into your heart and, you re- and that's what you get. So um, we're just teaching them this stuff, and we're going, this is the greatest, how much money do you want to make? And they all, they all put their thing down, and we just help them do it. And uh, it's fascinating, even in a week, what, how it is, isn't it? He's like, if you, knew my, if you knew Bear, the only time he wakes up early is when to play with Mitchell or Isaiah Blackman or somebody, he gets up early. But now... He gets up, he's like, I'm getting up at five. He gets up and he showers, he's got his hair combed and he's reading the book. He's going, this is who I am. This is how much I have. I'm so pleased by that. I love it. It's inspired him. I don't have to go, you need to get up. And he makes his bed. Like, who's this? Where'd Bear go, right? Guess what? He's being inspired. It's not us doing it. We're just teaching him how the supernatural godly part of him. Amen. And he's fired up, man. They're going to start a business. And they're, they're, we're in the works of putting it together. I'll tell you about it next week. So it's fun to me. <sighs> All right. So Mark eleven twenty three. We'll finish with this. This will, be, this will just be a review. Oh, I'm long. Sorry. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, what's prayer? Meditation. Rolling over your desired result over and over and over in your mind as if it's already done. Right? Not, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord. That is not prayer. That's called worrying religiously. Does that make sense? <laughs> Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. yeah. Most people pray, sh- or they go totally anxious in their heart. That's called tongues religiously. 
with worry, which is why you're frustrated and nothing's happening for a lot of you guys. So whatsoever things you desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive, and that's the ORS indicative. Then when you believe that you receive, you roll it over in your mind as if it's already done. What's the result? You got it. Doesn't that sound like the seed? You don't have to know how. You don't have to see. Here's the interesting part. Our heart, the science calls it the subconscious, the part of you that we don't really know or et cetera. Um, it accepts whatever you take, good, bad, there, and immediately starts to bring it out of the spiritual into the natural. Science has proven that. Real Christianity has proven that. Um, religious Christians go, it can't be that easy. Why don't you work as hard as us, stupid sinner? How, how are they being blessed? It's the old, it's the old brother irritated that the younger brother's being blessed and enjoying the father's provision, right? In fact, I was just telling Jeff Forrest, somebody, Mark Venable sent me this thing. It says, uh, they show me these people like it looked like he was in Green Bay or something where they're frigid and there's snow all over them and they're out there. It could be like the U Bronco fans and they says, look at this. They go to these games. They won't even come to church. I'm going, I wouldn't either in that church. So there's more life happening in that football game than there is in the church. Jesus is in that football game, man. He's, he's, he's living life there, amen? And then I, then I said what would really irritate people, and I said, in fact, Jesus would be there with a beer and a hot dog there, <laughs> hanging out. And they're going, come to church and don't do that. That's why there's no life. Ye he have ears to hear, hear. So it's real. I'm telling you, it's real. He came eating and drinking. He came enjoying life, the earthly pleasures. He enjoyed it, amen? Stupid, won't even go to the... That is the older brother completely. They won't even come to church, but they'll sit there freezing with snow all over them, cheering for their favorite team. God, I thank God we're free from that nonsense. So, so therefore, whatever you say, whatever you desire, when you, pray, when you pray, when you see it as if it's already done, you meditate and receive that over and over and over. Aorist indicative as if it's already done. Aorist means verb tense. Indicative mood, it means it's already happened, past action with no limitations or further implication. It's done, done deal. So when you see it as a done deal and you roll exactly what over and over and over your mind, we know not how, it's just like a seed, that's where he meets with us, you will have it. You guys get it? All right, send to your feet. So is this helping you? Yes. All right. So some of you guys, Tuesday, if you want to come to our house at 630 Mountain, you can. Online, just go to that Zoom. And uh, if you don't, that's fine. Um, I'm just really excited to, to really help a lot of you guys if, you're, if you want to be helped. If you don't want to be helped, that's fine too. So... Um, How's that? Does that make sense? You're the temple, guys. That's where he meets with you, is in your hearts and your minds, and it's unlimited what we can do. How many of you guys would love to change every area of your life if you desire to? Yeah, man, it's really pretty wild. He's designed us fearfully and wonderfully. We can, we can, we can do it. We, we're co-creators with him. So, Father, we just thank you that whatever's going on, any anxious thoughts that all of us have, that these people have, whether it's health, whether it's relationships, whether it's Finances, those are the three big things typically that I think most of us struggle with and desire to be whole and healed and saved in. Just let this truth start to just go into their heart that they don't have to understand how it works, but there's power in every promise that'll produce 30, 60, 100 fold. So Father, let them roll over and over in their minds that ye became poor so that they may become rich. Father, we thank you that ye are the healer. You heal, you don't withhold your healing from anybody. And Father, just thank you that they, they can know that they're perfectly valuable, they're perfectly loved. You've never kept any record or wrong. Ye are the agape love. 
of 1 Corinthians 13. You never have kept record of wrong. We thought so. So just heal their hearts and their minds about who they are. They're perfectly loved. They're perfectly valuable. You don't withhold any blessing. You just bless them unconditionally in every area of their life. How we learn to receive it is we plant those things over and over in our hearts and minds. And we have a harvest of that. So Father, we thank you for supernatural results. Because that's how it is. We don't know how the, the seed works, but it's powerful. There's power in the seed and they will have a harvest. They simply need to change what they put in there. It doesn't take long. It's just short prayer rolling over and over in their minds throughout the day, in the morning and at night. Thank you for supernatural results because you cannot deny yourself. You remain faithful. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen.